Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's been living in their nightmares since watching this episode. Since starting the beginning of this episode. <laughs> this very bizarrely creepy episode. Hey, it's the yeah. noobs in the Hoobian. My name's Austin. I'm the Hoobian. That makes these my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. <laughs> and this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week, sometimes more than one in a week, and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 175, covering series 12, episode 7. Can you hear me? No. Can, can you hear me can now? I, can you hear me now? Can How about you hear now? Me now? Maybe try turning up your hey, volume some. This then. is the one where the doctor and her companions have some bad dreams and defeat two gods and do therapy because plot. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay. <clears throat> somebody somebody drop down and we don't have a can we talk about section already designated. I don't think so. Can we talk about mental health? Just, can we just talk drop that on there. Because I, I, I did want to talk about that a little bit. So uh, this was story number 293. It originally aired February 9th, 2020 to 4.90 million viewers. Mm, I saw a post the other day that said, um, uh, you know, there's is all the is all the hullabaloo right now, right? New season is coming. Oh, a new trailer dropped. So there's an actual trailer now (laughs) instead of just the teaser that doesn't tell you any information. Um, You know, there's all the talk about RTD coming back and the anniversaries and the other anniversaries. And it's all it's all a buzz, right? And somebody posted the other day in one of my Facebook groups or something, uh, something to the to the effect of, we all know that, like the thirteenth Doctor or it, I don't remember if it was Jody, thirteen or like this entire era. I don't. Oh. It was something. It was something like that, right? Has been like universally acclaimed as the what? greatest in. And I'm like, no, where not have at you all. been? Yeah. And I'm not here. I'm not like dumping on the show. I'm saying, what rock have you been living under that you think it's been universally that like Jody was embraced with open arms by all yeah. of the fandom, and there were no idiot haters out there that were like women. Um, you know, like <laughs> if I hadn't said it, you would have Corbin. Um, but I was like, what? And and I'm like, I know we talked about her premiere episode. I think I think was the most watched episode ever right it was either the yeah, most or like the like most that. since along like rose or something it was like a 10 or 11 million something yeah, I like think, that. I mean, I think it was like it was huge 11. numbers and then we've been here yeah ever since then and so i was like if you're remembering that episode nah. and like it's 11 million views and have not paid attention since then then yes it was universally yeah, accepted was, and acclaimed and widely it was and, amazing but i was like um i don't know man 4.9 million viewers yeah. uh not yeah. exactly the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, you know, still nothing to sneeze at. That's still a lot of well, yeah, a lot of eyeballs. We and don't also, have four point nine million. Views. That's only the British eyeballs. Oh, that's all yeah, that that's all they count because they make it impossible for Americans to watch the show. <laughs> hey, uh, this one was written by Charlene James and Chibs, which is the cover band for the one that we talked about last week, <laughs> and directed by uh, Emma Sullivan. Under the cast this week, um, can we just give like creepiest actor I've seen on Doctor Who oh, in yeah. a long time award goes to Zelen as portrayed by name. that was the character's no. name. <laughs> she was like, I was going to say what? That was the yes. Actually, they decided to name the character after the actor. No. <laughs> yeah, um, his name is Ian Gelder, which 
That's kind of creepy in and of itself. If his yeah, name Gellner. was Zelen, he could not have Zellen. been a more perfect fit for the role. Like, <laughs> um, he had a real like Adam's family vibe to him. Yeah. yeah. He looked like, yeah, you're supposed to be playing creepy yeah, characters, yeah. aren't you? Um, he played uh, uh, Kevin Lannister in Game of Thrones. And then he um, he voiced the remnant in the ghost monuments. Remember the sentient strips of cloth? That was uh-huh. him. That was his voice, huh. which led to an interesting fan theory. So, so keep in mind, this would have been like a year and a half ago production time. Because this was episode, yeah. this was season 10, episode two. And we're now on, no, sorry, season 11? What season are we on? Uh, we're on. watching right now season 12. Season so 12. it would have been season 11, episode two. episode two. We're now in season 12, episode seven, eight? What did we say? Seven. 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 So, and and remember the long gaps between the seasons. It's been a while. Yeah. And of course, because um, speaking of conversations I've had on Facebook about Doctor Who lately, there was a, a conversation about how spoilery Doctor Who is by its very nature. Like the BBC just announces everything. Huh. And so one of the things is you always have, um, you always know like every actor who's going to appear in an episode of Doctor Who, like, in advance. And so when people saw Ian Gelder and, you know, connected him back to the remnants, there was a fan theory swirling around at the time that his character, Zelen, and I don't even know if they had the character name yet or not, but mm-hmm. that character would be the, the remnant, like incarnate. Oh. Like it would be the remnant made humanish or flesh or, you know, Which like is why we got the weird stuff with the remnant. Where she, like the remnant was talking to the doctor all weird and cryptic. I yeah. can't remember what he said, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. no so, so, so before this, this episode ever aired, people thought, oh, it's Ian Gelder. He's back. He was the voice of the yeah, remnant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. What? What? The remnant. <laughs> <laughs> so the remnant was talking all weird to the yes. doctor in right. that episode. Yes. So like if he came back, it would make sense. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and they seem to know something about yeah. the doctor, including the timeless child. Remember, if you remember, yeah. that was the first mention was, of the timeless child. That was I again. Think we just got a name. Episode we didn't two. Get anything that was all. Yeah, that was all we got. But in this episode, we got a little timeless child flashback. So oh, interesting yeah. that Ian Gelder was there for both. Um, so yeah, that that fan theory was you know immediately debunked <laughs> when the episode aired. Um, he was also played a character named Mr. Decker in, what'd you say, Corbin? Like five episodes of Torchwood? Something like that. Yeah. So he was, he was like a was series he a creepy regular. old dude. <laughs> he would have to be right. I mean, it's talk about getting typecast. He was the old janitor like in the back. <laughs> Down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say, Corbin? I, I don't know if I'd call him a series regular because every episode he starred in has the same name, but day one, day two, day three. Oh, so I think he was there for, so one he was story, for one story, but it was like it a took five place part. Over multiple episodes. That's what it seems oh, like. Oh, okay. So he wasn't a he wasn't a recurring character. No, he was, he was a character in, in a in a long in an story. arc, yeah, or something. Okay, gotcha. Um, was it um, Torchwood? What what was the episode? You said day one, day two. Was it Children of Earth? Okay, that was like a mini series, if I remember correctly. Oh, that wasn't. I don't think it was like a Torchwood? season. I think it was like a mini series that happened. After the last season of Torchwood. So it was like oh. Torchwood like ran its course or whatever. And then they did this like miniseries thing, I think. Because again, I never I never made it past like episode two of the show back in the day when we uh, 
Do you guys remember I was trying to watch that as we were watching like the 10th Doctor? Mm-hmm. I was like, because we toyed around with the idea of doing all of it. Oh my gosh. Of doing all imagine, of them. Gosh. You know, imagine if we had tried to weave in Torchwood and, no. and the Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, and the that's Sarah what, Jane Adventures. That's what we talked about doing. We talked about let's do all three of them. We were just trying to add in a lot more content. <laughs> Like, yeah, we never want to like, be Like, we're going to run out eventually. Yeah. Let's just Torchwood ran for stuff. like four years, I think. And four Sarah, years. Sarah Jane was like three or four. So, I mean, imagine if we'd have added in like eight seasons of content. Like, we would still be on like season six of Doctor Who. Like, we, would, I wonder what the 12th Doctor is going to be like. You know, like, we're not quite there yet. Still trying to catch up. Anywho, um, there was some neat crossover stuff. So, I was interested. But like I said, I watched a couple episodes, Torchwood, and just, I don't know, like, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get into it. Probably too busy. Something anyways. Well, hey guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Eternal Prisons. Do you have an evil demigod that you need to imprison until the end of time? You need an eternal prison. We'll devise impossibly engineered cells guaranteed to lock up your trickster for all of eternity, or at least until a noble woman with an axe has her view blocked. Best of all, if it is broken, you can just jam the thing back into the other thing and seal them back up for all eternity. Like, for sure this time. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, as we were watching this episode, the recurring theme in Doctor Who of the Eternal Prison. So yeah. we had the mud monster things. I, I can't even remember what they what they were called now in the Witchfinders. Yeah. What were they called? What oh, were crap. They, they called? had a cool name. It had uh, an X in it. The Drax, the that's Strax. Very, the that's very helpful, Dad. Scarlax or something. <laughs> the Scarlax. That know. sounds pretty cool. I think that's a thing. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> it was the Lorax. That's No, it's... Um, uh, we had that. You had the... Um, you had the literal devil in uh, oh, the, the yeah. Satan pit. Um, oh gosh, there was there, there's been at least one more where there's like an eternal prison, which means, of course, we're going to unlock it in this episode. Um, there was also that family, the family of blood. Yeah, there was that. There was that. But I'm I'm thinking more of stumbling across the the eternal prison, and then we Wait, accidentally break it open. Oh, so I guess this is the third. one. I was that one real they recently. Lock, they locked him in the eternal prison. That's the one I was just talking about. Yeah, okay. Where were you five seconds ago? <laughs> not thinking about that. I literally said the yeah. Lorax. I was one letter off. And you couldn't... You, where did they you were know? in a tree. Did you... <laughs> <laughs> I speak for the trees. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Wouldn't it be so funny if they were like, hey, we should have like the Lorax, but he's evil. Well, we can't call him the Lorax. Call we'll Lorax. call him the... Morax. <laughs> I don't know. Just add a random letter. Morax. Morax. Yeah. So we had we had them. We had the Satan pit, and now we've had this. So that, that's the three, I guess, that I'm thinking of. I was thinking that there was a third one before now, but there I, was. We'll, we'll think of it later. On. Where they they locked that one dude, Ryan and um, Yaz locked yeah, the one dude yeah, in the eternal that, prison. Exactly. But and and in that case, Tim it Shaw. was it was our characters were uh, yeah creating yeah. the eternal prison or whatever. And we talked then about, well, obviously, obviously some intrepid adventurer is going to stumble across oh, this yeah. and unlock him because know. there's just a control panel there. Apparently that says push to unlock because <laughs> they unlock. got all the other people out. But anyways, I guess they did have to use code breakers, but even still, yeah, that seemed like something that the doctor, the doctor just kind of had. For. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you a know, few of these laying around. It's like in our kitchen, we've got, you know, like the vegetable peeler and like some zip ties and, yeah. you know, 
whatever, you know, old birthday candles. Oh, and a uh, code breaker. Code breaker, yeah. you know. That, that, that can break into anything. Commonality. Yeah. Uh, so the checklist, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. I Here's the thing. I don't think it actually was. Isn't I don't know weird? why they would have said it, though. She should have said it to Graham. The, the demigod that was oh. locked up in the thing. She yeah. was projecting into his mind. And at one point she said, can you see? And I was like, well, that's weird. Did they, should have said, can you hear did me? they change the line and they forgot to change the title? <laughs> or like, what the heck? And then um, later on when he showed up, she said, are you here? And I was like, why didn't Dude. she say, can you hear me? Hello, Graham, I need your help. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Like as it slowly resolved in his mind or something. But I don't yeah. think she ever actually said, can you hear me? And then it almost would have made more sense if all of the nightmares also had Someone. an echoing, whispery voice yeah. saying, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Or something like that. Oh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't. But they no. didn't do it. So I don't understand the title of this episode. It's like they named it after they made the episode. No, it's like they named it before. And then just like totally forgot about it. draft one and completely changed everything and forgot to change the title or something. I, anyways. Um, interesting yeah. point of uh, trivia here. This is the first episode title with a question mark in it. Really? That's right. That's surprising. Yeah. So that's what the Wikia said, and I couldn't think of another example. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Wow. Uh, the creature of the week. I put Zelen, um, but I guess it was kind of like uh, okay. All right. So creature of the week. We had the oh crap. What are they called? The Chagaska. The Ch Temple Run guys. The Temple Run guys. You're all gonna have to explain that to me. Was there? Was there? A, yeah. There's. Is there a creature in Temple Run yeah, that's that, just like them? He starts off chasing you, and if you like it's run into a wall, you'll like come back. Absurdly similar. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I put Zelen, and if I put Zelen, you'd have to include. Oh gosh, what was her name? Um, did she did have they ever even say it? I don't know. Did she have a name? Uh, all of a sudden, I can't think. Um, so they were kind of uh, trans-dimensional demigods. Uh, they can manipulate your dreams or something and give your dreams to somebody else. Why was it that like she lived off of, oh, wow, that is like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is strikingly similar. Like except, a temple run monster. Except, except that one doesn't have uh, the ridiculously like Massive. evolutionarily prohibitive claws. Yeah. Yeah. That were like Those are kind of insane. longer than the creature's forearms or <laughs> these claws. It's like Wolverine. Wait, what was uh, the the Chigaska was Ch their name? Rakaya apparently was her name. What did they ever Rakaya? say? I that? do not remember I that. Don't they might have said it one time? I thought when I oh when I read it I'll go oh right no nope, <laughs> no I don't, nope. I don't remember no. Rakaya at all. Anyways, it could be one of those things where she's named in the script and they yeah. never actually said never the name. Said it, that yeah. happens. Um, oh, I loved Zelen's line, existing within molecules and atoms is fascinating. Because oh. he says, you're so small. No. Existing within atoms and molecules is fascinating. Which, what does that like, mean? What? Do That's you like everything. Like, is your, is your normal body made of planets? Or like, what, what? what do you mean? Like, molecules and atoms. It transcends what? this universe. Yeah. Like, or is what? he saying just like, existing within matter? Is that what he was saying? Maybe. Like he's, he's ethereal or something? I don't know. 
I don't it know. was it was interesting. Um, was anybody else getting a, a storm vibe from Rakaya? She kind of reminded me of yeah. Storm from when the she was like movies. in the ball. And yeah, yeah like especially because it was all the lightning around her. Around her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. Kind of had a storm vibe going on. Um, and then the scene where she was like in the middle of the street and like all of the uh, nightmare energy was coming towards her. Yeah. And everything. Oh, it was. It kind of looked like she was gathering a storm or something. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I think it's the the the, the platinum hair too that. <laughs> I really set it off. Yeah. She looked awesome with that. Um, did she have like some crazy eyes going on? I don't think so. No. Didn't she? I was thinking that maybe she had like maybe like in white the eyes or like crystal blue. Yeah, or something I think like in that. the ball. Is ball. that what it was? She had okay. crazy blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, the TARDIS. Um, the shot of them landing in Sheffield didn't just look like the shot of them landing during Arachnids in the UK. It was the shot of them landing. Really? <laughs> when, yeah, when they materialized right there, I was like, I almost said, this. oh, they're back right outside the apartments like we were some other time. I couldn't remember what episode. And the Wikia pointed out, they that's recycled this, the shot the of them. Shot. Yeah, of the, of the TARDIS materializing during Arachnids that's in the UK. Fine. Same shot. I'm like, hey, wow. wherever you can pinch your pennies, fine by me because who cares? <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. Like if they no just stepped out of the TARDIS just... wearing the wrong clothes or something. Uh, okay, wait. Been, yeah, but... I don't even think we saw them step out of the TARDIS. Yeah. They just, it just kind of cut scenes. Yeah, it materialized and then it cut to inside the TARDIS. And she was like, uh, they, oh, the next bit that I was going to mention. I got you, you know, she said, um, uh, Sheffield. And she said, uh, are we in the right city, right planet, you know, right time, right year, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, like she's, and she says that she got her at the, the right city, the right place, you know, the right time the right year and then all of a sudden she goes oh 77 minutes late to which i said you're on a time machine yeah go back you're never late you just need to go back 77 minutes i mean like i understand we have to like for plot reasons we have to bind them within space and time and say you can't jump back to the beginning of the episode and fix everything before it goes wrong because then you wouldn't have a show. Like, I get that. I get yeah, that. Like, you, yeah, right? Okay. Obviously. And you cause like butterfly problems and whatever. Yeah. But this is, you or whatever, but like, they landed at an hour, a little over an hour this late. In no way affected the rest no of the No way episode. affected anything. All it she had to just, do was go, ooh. whoops, uh, let me run back 77 minutes and 10 feet to the left so we don't later on materialize on top of ourselves and then we're fine You're like it's all good um but no didn't do that yeah. just so that we could have the very bizarre scene where she shows up back at her flat and her parents left quote hours ago which would have only been like you're an, an hour, hour and, and 17 minutes yeah. late why did your parents leave hours ago what the trash why? i just Wait. I said during the episode, this is such a non-problem for them, but it's always yeah. the yeah, biggest Yeah, it's always issue. the problem. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that a couple of times about like, uh, specifically oh, we can't about Ryan. get home and stuff. Let's circle back around to that when like, we talk about Ryan, because I don't think I put any notes down about Ryan. Yeah, we got a lot about a we got lot. a lot about all three of them this yeah. week, so we need to make sure we hit that. Um, and then she and the TARDIS straight up bickered with each other. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Do you guys like it or hate it? When the TARDIS talks in beep boops. I do not like that's it. That's dumb. Y'all don't like it? Yeah, it's psychic. It's not. Yeah. Should just be it's psychic. Not like, <laughs> I mean, it like was what? definitely C3PO and R2D2, yeah, wasn't exactly. it? Where it's like, and she's like, don't give me that lip. Well, I don't care what you have to say about the matter. It's like, uh, you know, like all we needed was one more 
like a, a third thing to, to finish the punchline where she goes, I don't even like omelets, you know, like something like just what? off the wall that doesn't connect to anything just to be a punchline. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel. I genuinely don't know how I, I feel. About I don't it. like it. It's just annoying. It's like, why would you put that in there? It doesn't affect anything. Okay. Like her talking to it, maybe, but Here, here's what I, okay. So for you, Trip based off of what you just said, is it better for you when she talks to the TARDIS and we, we know that the TARDIS understands, but there's no response. But there's no response. Is that better? That's better. Okay. The problem I have is that that's usually what happens. Yeah. They talk to the TARDIS and the TARDIS does not reply or at the, the most interaction that we normally get is the cloister bells, right? Uh -huh. Which is fine. Or the TARDIS will like start moving. Uh, yeah, like actions. Some, yeah. But not wee woo 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 like it was doing this week. I was like, you know, and, and the very Doctor Who sound effects and everything. My problem with it is we don't normally get that. Yeah. So when we do, and this isn't the first time that we've ever had the Doctor mm -hmm. directly talking to the TARDIS and the Doctor making sound effects back at them. And I think it might be the first time we've seen it with 13. I feel like we Probably. got that some with 11. I feel yeah, like. Really? I feel it like was, at least once. Yeah, at least once or twice. And But not as, and by the way, even then I don't think it was as direct as this. I think it was more background noise that you could easily, like that you're supposed like to interpret as. Like or but something? Yeah, yeah. But this was. Definitely, I'm R two D two. It was R2-D2. And I'm like, if we don't always talk to the TARDIS and have the TARDIS talk back, why do we get to do it now? Yeah. And to me, it kills the whole ending of the doctor's wife because, okay, we've had, we've had instances of the TARDIS doing something or making a noise and the doctor responding in like a, don't give me any lip, stop mm -hmm. being sassy, right? This was, it seemed to me like the doctor was interpreting the beep boops as words. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. It sounded like R2D2 and C3PO talking. Where it, yeah, we only understand half the conversation. Saying a language. Huh? It's a it's a language. Yes. And and then that completely nullifies Idris saying this was the time when we talked. The yeah. most tragic line. Other than Eleven saying, please don't go and oh, tearing yeah. up and kill me dead right now, just even remembering that scene. But her saying this was the time when we talked is just like mind blowing. Yeah. And then this just kind of goes, nah, nah, we, we this, figured it out. This kind of two way communication could be happening all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we figured it out now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you know. I, I didn't care for it. Um, and then apparently everyone that they rescued, I don't know, from... Aleppo, maybe, was in the jacuzzi. Again. I love that line. Just that. Yeah. I'm picturing that somewhere so on the TARDIS, there was an after party happening, <laughs> an after rescue party happening. Yeah. Where, oh, and I said Aleppo, but also I guess there was, um, uh, there was Ryan's friend. Um, oh, crap. What was his name? Tebow. Tebow. Um, he's in there. <laughs> yeah the what's her name from from aleppo like all the people that we gathered up and rescued from zelen 
are just like in chilling buggy. in the jacuzzi. Yeah. I love that idea. I love that. <laughs> it's funny enough that there's, you know, to just mention that there's a pool and then we had the episode yeah. where the library fell into the pool or whatever. But now to think that random guests that we've picked up along the way in this episode are, are chilling in, in a jacuzzi is just great. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the Sonic. Uh, how in the crap did she whip that Sonic from her jacket pocket up yeah, to her hand? What? First of all, the effect there was horrible. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was wires or they played it in reverse. It felt or... more like reverse. It felt like yeah. gravity working in reverse. But felt the like w- them intentionally obscuring what was supposed to be happening. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out if that was supposed to be the doctor using like her amazing dexterity to use her shoulder to flick the jacket in such a way that it catapulted into her hand, or if this was supposed to be a function of the Sonic itself. No, it looked like she was slamming into the wall, though. I assume that's, yeah. that's what I mean. She hit it, and it, like, shot yeah. up like a cartoon she, she or something. She flipped it out, like, 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 you know, a magician flicking a card out of a deck kind of a thing. Like, watch this. You know, the Wikia mentioned under the Sonic uh, heading, if its path is unobstructed, the doctor can summon the Sonic. What? And I was like, huh? Citation, please. Yes, <laughs> yes citation If the path needed. is unobstructed. If its path is unobstructed. And then, yes, gave no, didn't have like parentheses, prose, you know, the story that one time where the doctor couldn't get the Sonic because there was something in the way. Nothing. Sounds like it a just fan said, explanation yeah. for this scene yeah, right but here. Why throw in that? Why not just say, Oh, by the way, did you know the doctor can summon the, summon the Sonic like a Jedi can summon their <laughs> lightsaber? What? If you're going to just throw out nonsense, why add the fact that the path has so to be unobstructed? Can, so that they like, can put something in the path so that later on when <laughs> right. they can't yeah, use it? That, that, that was added after next week's episode airs. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was, that was bizarre. I, I didn't like any part of it. So that was about it on the checklist, except we had some adventures in closed captioning. I just want to, this is one of those times where having the closed captioning on was like, what, huh? What happened? <laughs> when the, crap, what was it called? Ch- Chagra- Chagaskra? Ch- yeah, Ch- I think Chakragaska? Did you ever actually write it down? Yeah, no, I, I didn't actually. Probably need to add it to the notes. When it was running around just murdering a bunch of Syrians <laughs> for some reason, the closed captioning said, um, it said something like grunting or something. And then there was a scene where it, like, you can hear them lumbering down the hallway, yeah. killing people. And it said screaming, growling, and crunching. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like, why did, it's, oh. like, I'm surprised it didn't say uh, munching and, <laughs> and spitting. And, <laughs> spitting. <laughs> well, you got to spit out the bones. Well. <laughs> Other stuff we noticed. Um, Yaz had a line about um, she's been traveling, right? And she's been to Madagascar and Hong Kong and Gloucester. And she kind of, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was funny the way she acknowledged how interesting it is to have that on that list, right? Yeah. Madagascar and Hong Kong and Gloucester. Gloucester. <laughs> and when she said Gloucester, her sister, whose name escapes me right now, was it Sonia? said, oh, right, dad heard about that thing with the Russians. 
or something like that. <laughs> and I'm going, and, and Yaz is like, the Russians had nothing to do with it. And I was racking wait, my what brain are they talking about? going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. When she says Madagascar and Hong Kong and Gloucester, I think she said one other place. Yeah. I was racking my brain trying to remember. It. And in the moment watching the episode, I could not pull up what that was. Okay. Madagascar, Hong Kong. And I think the other one was in that one episode. Praxius. Yeah. Praxius. Yeah. When they were, when they were all over the globe and everything, Gloucester was the episode with, the fugitive doctor and the Jadoon showing up. So the quote Russian incident oh. that her dad heard about the Russians was the Jadoon. <laughs> so that's I, funny. I love the ver- and, and, and what I love about the way they did this is that Yaz didn't say that wasn't Russians. That was the Jadoon. It was a platoon of Jadoon near a lagoon, you know, like she didn't that, do no. that level of like, they just dropped it in our laps. Like, hey, remember a couple episodes ago? Yeah. Like, they, everybody else thought it was Russians. <laughs> you know, and just kept on going. That was a gr- that's how, by the way, that's, that's, how, you that's how you do a callback. That's how you do fan service. Is don't don't y'all guys remember yeah. from, from three episodes ago when we... we uh, I was listening to, um, uh, crap, what's it called? Oh, Mission Log, which by the way, if you're not subscribed to Mission Log and you're a Star Trek fan, you need to subscribe to Mission Log. Yeah. And um, they do, uh, they are covering Lower Decks And they talked about how on Lower Decks, they've gotten maybe worse this in the second season about the fan service jokes where the um, one of the hosts talked about how. It'd be one thing if you said if you casually dropped in uh, a reference to something, but they like drop in the reference and then somebody points out what the reference is referring to. Oh. And then they go do the thing again. So the specific example was the the holodeck episode that we were just uh the holodeck training yeah. simulations and everything. <clears throat> and there was one where the the training simulation was like what was it? Um stealing a starship out of space dock to go rescue a shipmate from the Genesis planet. <laughs> right? And the host was like, you could have just said stealing a ship from space dock and we would have gotten the joke. We all would have known that was in reference to search for Spock. You didn't have to say the Genesis planet. And then you didn't have to do the scene. Like they literally reenacted. And like some of the, some of those simulations were literally episodes from previous Star Trek. It's like, you don't have to do that. And on this show, on this, this one time (laughs) they managed to get this. They just dropped it in her hat. Uh, in our lap rather and just kept on going that was great um and then there's a mom telling a son there's no such thing as boogeyman or as the brits say a bogeyman um except uh there is there is yeah uh you she's wrong you yeah (laughs) it's like oh oh crap what was the thing that we just said a couple of episodes ago don't ever say that at the beginning of a doctor who episode what was it It oh today today's gonna be a good day or something or like oh yes monday come at like what do you got for me here You're never going to bring me down today. It's my birthday. Oh, no. Like double. No. No. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> die. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so who's who? I uh, mentioned Ryan Sinclair, how I took no notes on him. But Ryan had a big problem in this episode. Ryan is having the problem that we kind of watched the pawns go through. Of like, and actually, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, oh, Clara, yeah. where they are hopping in and out of their life. Yeah. 
They're I not like, with the doctor and they're not like yeah. going on occasional ventures. It's like half and half. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, like at the beginning of the episode, we got that very clearly where the doctor is like dropping them off. Okay. Everybody meet back here at lunchtime tomorrow to which again, I immediately went. So is she just going to yeah. now travel to lunchtime tomorrow? Cause that would make sense. That, yeah. That would um, but, but historically what we know is that she was probably going to run off to Gallifrey. Oh, right. Cause yeah. Cause we, that was my next thought was we've also had mentions of this idea earlier in the season where she's disappearing, says I'll be back in an hour and she never is. She's always late, which again, time machine. time machine. She didn't just go away go to away a different time a year for, and you can yeah. still be on time. Yeah. I don't understand, but Ryan is feeling the direct effects of this with his friend, uh, his best friend who um, we've been best seeing. Mates. Uh, yeah. Best mates. We saw him in Spyfall. And he was like, hey, so like, how's your appendix doing? And like, <laughs> what was your other thing? Detached retina? Because Ryan has, has to like keep coming up with all these excuses as to why he's missing work, why he's gone all the time and all this kind of stuff. Um, we saw a little bit of this with Graham because Graham is just telling everybody he's going on cruises. Yeah. So he's taking the traveling the universe thing as his cover story. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just traveling. Just traveling around the world on a cruise ship, not the yeah, living the universe my best days. In a totally time. not the universe <laughs> yeah. getting attacked by like <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, aliens and stuff. But, but don't fine. worry, I always carry a sandwich in my pocket, so I'm, I'm never. Uh. We've seen Yaz dealing with this uh, this season as well, where um, she her cover is that she's being called off on special assignment. Yeah, which is weird because she's a rookie. <laughs> like she's not a full fledged police officer yet. Her parents she's don't a know rookie. That. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, they do. And they're like, this isn't this kind of weird for a rookie? And mm-hmm. uh, Yaz is like, oh, yeah, but, you know, no, it's good news. Yeah, it's, like, it's a thing. It, yeah. It's great. It's good for my career. So Ryan is, is really um, having to deal with this. And I feel like we kind of see Yaz and Ryan, uh, excuse me, Yaz and Graham not wrestling with it as much. Yeah. And kind of like by the end of the episode, it's not a thing anymore. But at the end of the episode, Ryan is like, so is this our life now? Yeah. And, and he says- Yaz was basically like, yeah, well, yeah. Right. And okay, the, he said something about, I forget exactly what the exchange was between him and Yaz, but he said something to the effect of, they'll be aging and we won't. Mm-hmm. And this bothered me because- you can't have it both ways. That's the exact opposite problem the pawns were having. Yeah. Because uh, they were leaving in the middle of a dinner party yes, and coming back pawn, two weeks later. Right. The pawns were aging too fast. And and the idea, I guess, being <clears throat> that, well, Ryan, when we're done, you can just resume your life. And he's like, it's like we're aging at different rates or whatever. Yeah. And to me, the problem is you can either <clears throat> go with the doctor on, on an adventure and do the Bill and Ted method of the clock in San Dimas is always running. So if you go away with the doctor for three days, then you come back three days later in your time, right? Mm-hmm. So you keep aging at the same rate, but you miss your life, which seemed to be the problem that Ryan was having. Yeah. He's like, we're missing everything. But then they flipped it around where like everybody's going to get older than us. So that 
implied that they were spending more time out and about and then coming back and like they've been gone for a year, but it's only been five minutes to their friends and family. So they look a year older, like Corbin, like you're saying, the way the pawns were doing it. So I'm like, well, which, which, yeah, which one, one which are, one are you playing? Yeah. Which are you time doing travelers uh, conundrum are we dealing with here? And I guess you can all just boil it all down to Ryan saying it's like we're aging at different rates. He didn't say aging, yeah. but like we're, 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 we're living moving forward at different rates or whatever. So he's having a big problem with this. And Yaz is kind of like, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's like, oh, by the way, she reminds him of what the doctor said at the beginning. We won't come back the same people. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Because in the past when we've had, when we've had uh, companions wrestling with these ideas, it's dawning on them. Mm-hmm. But like Whereas, the doctor is yeah, playing it very straight. 13 them. is like, listen, you could die. <laughs> And if you don't, you won't come back the same person. You will be changed. And all three of them are like, yep, cool, what whatever. We want. we want to be different people. We want to change. We want uh, something new. So now Ryan's starting to, to grapple with, do I want change? Right, so who is Graham? Uh, yeah, he says he's been out on cruises and he says they're great. They're very calming. I'm like, <laughs> no, they're on, not. Dude. Are they? Yeah, you should, you should be saying like, you know. They're I get really the coolest party ones, and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we, we uh, stopped off on this one island, and a volcano erupted, and we had to run for our lives. You know, like something, uh-huh. make up, you know, some some kind of thing. Um, he said, uh, "Oh, to to the same uh, poker buddies he was talking to. He's got to move on from Grace. It keeps him from getting stuck in the past." Which Corbin went. Eh. Because eh. they immediately switched to the doctor landing in Syria or whatever. Yeah. 1380 Crap. Aleppo. Yeah. And then, <laughs> okay. Graham's uh, timing <laughs> here, or, uh, oh crap, I can't think of the actor's name now. Oh no. Who plays Graham? Oh. I can't think of his name. His mm. comedic timing in this episode and in general, but this episode was, on was shining, point. is, yes, on point. He says, if you get me an A to Z of the universe, I'll be able to p- stick my finger right on it. No, I have no idea where no, it is. Not- <laughs> and then later on, he did the same bit where he interrupted himself about, you know, like, well, Doc, you know, you kind of keep us in the dark here. We kind of need this. And a plan, by the way. We don't have a plan. You know, just like kept interrupting <laughs> himself, which was just fantastic. Um, who is Yaz? We got, a, a, again, I didn't write anything about her or Ryan this week because there was so much coming at me. Um, <coughs> okay. We got a glimpse into a moment in Yaz's life, a formative moment in Yaz's life. Did you guys understand what was happening? No. Not, By the end, really. did y'all understand what was happening? Not I mean, a entirely. little more. She if was obviously you, running away, but if, well, why, yeah. I have if no I told idea. You, if I told you that at the original airing of this episode, that at the end, the BBC put up a basically a suicide prevention hotline phone number would that make anything make any more sense like again yeah, i understand again. she's running away and not in a good place but there's just no reason given as to yeah. what so, getting bullied or whatever so the closest well yeah we, we did we did get we've gotten hints about that and, and it was mentioned again yeah now here's the thing we got the police officer saying uh sonia called she hopes that you don't run away and do something stupid, right? Mm-hmm. And out of context, that could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do well, something yeah. stupid like run away from home, or, or you know. 
I, I get the feeling that we were supposed, we were supposed to understand that Yaz was having some suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I kind of got that a little, but that was not what I was meaning. But, but that's because I've just said it. Well, if I didn't yeah. say that, did you, you didn't get that. Not right. Really. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, so again, I mentioned earlier, you know, this, this is, we're going to talk more about mental health, um, later on. So I'll, mm. I guess I'll save it for there. But I was like, huh, I didn't, I didn't really get I didn't that. So impression. I don't know if that was me missing it or if they weren't doing a good job of it. Anyways, um, so we can come back to that. But yeah, we definitely see Yaz um, having this, this turnaround moment in her life, which I guess we're also led to believe that that was formative in her deciding to become a police officer. Yeah. Right. The, the police officer is the one who sort of like saved her that day and turned her around a little bit. <clears throat> Um, I, I did have an American moment where she, the, the police officer said, come see me in three years. If it's not better, I'll give you 50 quid. And if it is better then you'll owe me 50 P and oh, I went, what? hang on, wait, which one's I thought, more? I thought which P one's, was which one's more? pence. So like, but does, wait, does it, does quid mean pence? Does P what, mean what's worth more? Quid? I don't know what Pounds? you mean. What? Huh? And it wasn't until at the end that I realized what she was saying was, if I'm wrong, I owe you $50. If you're wrong, you owe me 50 cents. That's what she was saying. Okay, those are pretty but, good odds. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but in the moment, I was like, 50p? Didn't she say 50 quid? I thought that was like a What's pound. A, what is... <laughs> I thought P meant pence, like... Ah, I'm so confused. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, I, I, when she handed her the... The the coin at the end. Oh, I went. Oh. oh, it was fifty p because she wanted the odds to be. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> Who is the doctor? Um, what is this? Um, oh, <laughs> she answers. Uh, she answers her phone, and which, by the way, she ref- just real quickly to catch up the fourteenth century Syrian said messaging device. What? What? What is like, messaging? What is a device? That's yes, what. Is, what is a device? You made it worse, doctor. So she said, uh, "Oh yeah, just in the 14th century uh, in, in 14th century Syria, is it lunchtime tomorrow already?" Uh, what? <laughs> so getting the uh the timelines mixed up, it was great. Um somebody said that's impossible. Oh, the 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 uh, Syrian girl said that's impossible. No one can travel among the stars, to which Yaz says, unless you're the doctor, she's basically the definition of impossible. Winks at camera. <laughs> right. Uh the doctor says blundering is the top of her CV. <laughs> Do y'all know if CV? No. Basically, uh we'd call it a resume. Ah. Mm-hmm. ah. So blundering is basically the top of my resume, right next to plays well with others and tap dances well in a crisis. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tap dances well in the crisis. I want to see that episode now. I want to know what where did that come from? And she loves humans. Here we go. Here's one of the doctor's speeches about humans. They're not pathetic. They're magnificent. They live with their fears, guilt, doubts, and they face them down every day, and they prevail. That's not weakness. That's strength. And then we have on the other end of the spectrum the doctor being. Completely lousy by saying, I should say something comforting now, shouldn't I? I'm still quite socially awkward. I'm like, still? And she, like, as she, in, never, still. she never said anything. Your entire uh, life? Yeah, she was like... Uh, I was like, I'll think of it later. Yeah. And then she, she never said anything. So that, the doctor didn't used to be this bad, though. No. That yeah, so, so that'll transition us into can we talk about mental health? Because this episode apparently got a lot of flack from people. 
because they felt like the doctor, her handling of that, of, of, of Graham just like opening his heart out there was really lousy. And I think it was really lousy, except that if we're going down the laundry list of social justice issues, this is the mental health uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say quickly, I don't think this is on the laundry list in the bad way of the way we dumped all over the episode Uh last week about plastics, man, you know, that whole thing. (laughs) I think this episode was very well done and was not in your face about, well, Well, we've got to treat people with mental health better and we need reform and we need new laws. Like there wasn't that kind of thing. It wasn't in your face like that, but it was still bad in other ways, in my opinion. Yeah. The episode or their handling of mental health? The episode. Well. Corbin's saying both. I think their handling of mental health is questionable as well. Because. I think their handling of it was they didn't really handle it. They kind of brought it up and didn't do anything to like solve like, it. Oh, I disagree. What we were saying this during the episode, this should have been longer because what they did was uh, they very briefly referenced, there was a they brought weird up coda like at the end three of the or four mental health problems yeah. for yes. different characters at yes. the very end, at the very start with their dreams. Oh, and then yeah. at the very end, yeah. tried to them. solve all of but them. But it like none of them actually got solved. It was like with the doctor. Oh, basically I have nothing okay. to add. So here, here's what you had. Here's what you had. You have, uh, you have a friend Ryan mm-hmm. reaching out to his other friend, mm-hmm. saying, "You don't seem like yourself. Is everything okay? Is something wrong?" Mm-hmm. We have that friend That's... pushing back, denying, "No, everything's fine." Blah blah blah. And the resolution on that, there's there's a bit of journey there, but the resolution on that is he says, "A friend of mine, or Ryan says to him, I have something that I think will help." And then we see the guy in some sort of group counseling session saying, a friend of mine sent me, he said this would help, and I think it is going to help. I didn't, okay. yeah. Okay. At the start of the episode, when he was in a bad place, I didn't I think did it was mental health. Was I mental thought it was because a yeah. dude broke into his house the other night. Yeah. Like, watched like, him while so, he was sleeping. So that's the thing, is is you're weaving a sci-fi element into it. Yeah. But, so if, it didn't but, come out right but, till the end, I think. Right, and and the other thing is, if maybe you took, that was part of it. Like, if you took, sometimes you can't tell. Eh, maybe, yeah. But if you take Graham's uh, B plot out and Yaz's B plot out, and you just have that one, then it's it's totally just a sci-fi thing, a sci-fi yeah. take on mental health, right? But because they're weaving, they're kind of like you said, you're they're hitting mental health from like all these different angles. So you have a friend. Asking after a friend, are you okay? Seeing that they're not okay, when they're pushing back, saying, "Yeah, but dude, I'm looking at these warning signs, and and I, I think this could help you." And the friend saying, "All right, I'll try it," and realizing maybe it, something like yeah, this group help. counseling or group therapy or whatever he's in is going to help. You have Graham dealing with his own mortality, dealing with uh, mm. survivor's guilt simultaneously, dealing with survivor's guilt. That Grace died and he didn't, that he survived his cancer, but he's also terrified that the cancer will come back. Yeah. All of that going on in his head. When he reaches out to a friend, the funny thing is, in that scenario, the roles are sort of flipped. The person that we're supposed to model in that scenario is Graham, Graham. 
because Graham goes to the doctor and he says, now here's, I, I think this is the, maybe the worst part of, of it getting in your face a little bit and not letting it be is that Graham says very clearly to the doctor, well, I just thought I should talk to someone, which is if he, it, you know, if he'd have looked into the camera and said it, um, or again, you or again, pulled his hand, talk. pulled his hands out of his pocket and his fists were actually hams. It went a bit more, but he says, I just thought I should tell someone. Now in that, in that rundown, the friend didn't do anything, didn't about. know how to respond, but they didn't bring that up as an issue. They and just kind of went, no, no, if you see, tell someone they're not going to do anything yeah, no, about no, no, that's, it. That, that's the thing. That's the thing is I just criticized it for saying they were too on the nose. And now we're saying they weren't on the nose enough with the doctor's reaction. All the fan backlash that happened was how could the doctor possibly be that oblivious, that cold, that harsh and everything when what the writers were trying to show was, hey guys, sometimes you don't know what to do. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're going to know someone with a mental health issue and you won't have the answer. But they also didn't And that's offer. okay any answer they could have at least followed it up with the doctor you had two finding other, no, something no, no, no. to say you had yeah, two other you had, stories you had two other you stories two where other somebody had the answer and that's why that's why i'm i'm fine with it because and that's why i don't understand the criticism because like how come the doctor didn't help him because we were illustrating a different point with that storyline with the graham storyline yeah. we were illustrating a point where you should reach out if you're the one who needs help you should talk to someone and if they you're the one being reached out to, you won't always have the answers, oh. and that's hard. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, I'm not even saying that the that there is a lesson there. It's I'm just, just saying it's an illustration. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need to understand this, this that, exists. So, yeah, yeah. That it's hard. That we don't always yeah. have the answers. You don't have to be Superman. Even the doctor doesn't have all the answers, right? Now it was handled very awkwardly. Yeah. It was very weird when she pointed out that she was being socially awkward. And I'm just going to go over to the panel here and then we're going to forget this ever happened. Like that was a little like, bit like, yeah, that was what? kind of to me. I just kind of wrote that off as, all right, that's the doctor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's where we're not illustrating anymore. It's just the doctor. Then you had the Yaz storyline where again, somebody had some definitive, I'm older than you and I understand and I've been where you've been yeah. and I've walked that path and it gets better and you know, and that kind of thing. So they were hitting it from a lot of different angles and then, like I said, they actually put up, um, I said the suicide hotline. I don't know if it was that or just like a mental mental, mental wellness yeah. hotline of some kind in the UK, you know, came up on the screen afterwards. So, but I mean, this is where I think they should have taken more time with it because everything yeah. you've just described happened in like the last seven seconds. minutes of the yeah. episode. Okay, but I want you to think about how how long seven minutes is in a 50-minute science fiction show it's a long yeah, time but i Here, feel like they could have taken each of these could have been like no, an episode I'm gonna, of a show they, That's, they, okay. it should have been a season they, long arc uh, the men, well, they were a lot of mental Graham's, health no Graham's I'm survivors saying, guild has been going on for a season and a half that's true i'm saying yes like, bullying storyline started in spyfall when Did it, we've talked think. about she has specifically said i went into law enforcement because i was bullied in school, and I don't like a bully. She I don't said feel that like, like they were once, right? Pushing <laughs> the plot very well. Okay, 
Like yes, none of she all said of it the once. plots have been kind of running in the background and haven't been brought up other than like one episode. Okay, you just said that it should have been brought up before, and I'm telling you it has, and now you're like, but it wasn't brought up loud enough. I mean, like, yeah, it should have been do everything in every single episode. Enough. It just didn't feel like this was constant a thing. thing. Yeah. This was not. It's a little cheapened if they like bring it up just once, so that then they try and pay all of it off in one episode. I'm pretty sure Yaz has said at least twice, if not more than that, something about having been bullied. The Mm -hmm. doctor specifically said once or twice, you know, don't like a bully, and that kind of. Here's my point. Maybe here's my point. I sometimes I don't know what you guys want because, (laughs) because. you're like, well, they've never brought it up before. And I say, well, they brought it up twice. Well, that wasn't enough and it wasn't loud enough and it wasn't in the foreground. And if it had been in the foreground, y'all would be complaining that it was too in your face. So I don't know. I want them to be more consistent because they're trying yeah. to hit a new like a social new justice every issue episode. every freaking week. Okay. If they we've, spent a whole season talking about just mental health, yeah. that would be way better than what I they're mean, trying to do. It oh, shouldn't no. have been in the. Oh, no. It shouldn't be in the forefront of the episode. You want an every entire time? episode? You want to excuse me? An entire season about like racism, or an entire season about not the way they have just doing right? it. It's just running in the back. <laughs> here's here's my point. I personally, I think that they handled the the mental health aspect of this episode very I well. I think comparatively, <clears throat> yes, they did. Fairly well. Not even compared to the other ones. I would say on its own, on its own merits, I think they did a good job. And here's the thing. You guys say they should have spent more time on it. I am telling you, the climax of this episode happened. And then there was a lot of time on the clock. I remember thinking, where are we right now on the on the time left on this episode? Because I, I just sort of my internal clock was going, this feels like a really short episode. And then we launched into handling all three of these people. Like, how many times have we said, well, they never really came back to that. Yeah. And this time they came back to three storylines, three, like a B plot, C plot, D plot, came back to all three of them and parked. Mm. I mean, we had two cameras, one on Graham, one on the doctor for like three minutes that's a long time in an episode of this length. They ca- they uh, came back with with Ryan and Tebow and parked for a long time, and then followed him the next day to his counseling session. Yeah, that wasn't just by the way him walking through the door, and there was a sign on the door that There's said like "Here to help" or something. Yeah, it was him explaining what was going on and talking through the problem. And then we had Yaz going back and talking to that police officer and her saying. Heck yeah, I remember you and that whole thing. And her, and then having, because again, it could have been Yaz ringing the doorbell. She opens the door and they smile at each other and then smash cut to the credits. They parked there. They spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time wrapping these up. I like, I feel like if you were going to fault this episode for not handling that well, it would be that they spent too much time on it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, you can't say it wasn't enough time dealing with those issues because it was woven throughout the episodes, or excuse me, episode. Mm. All of them tying back into things with the exception of Tebow because, um, well, no, even with Tebow. Even with yeah, Tebow, guys, they planted the seeds for this in Spyfall. He's like, where you been, yeah. Ryan? We miss you. I miss you. I need you. All that kind of stuff. Like we, we sowed the seeds of this for a year. Yeah, anyway. I just feel like mm. with everything else in this season, it just feels like another stack 
like another thing on the pile. I will not disagree with you there that, like we said last week, I don't think that they did a bad job yeah. of it. It's just that it it's was one of those things that they're piling on, the list. on. So you just yes. like roll your eyes. So don't now pay attention. a really good episode, in my opinion, that did a good job of handling mental health awareness was item 14 on a list of stuff we need. To, yeah. Stuff we need to talk about. Everybody sit down and put away your popcorn. That's that's. And again, to me, that's the thing is that it damages the episodes that they did well when they mm-hmm. do when they do them so wrong and so in your face that it damages the episodes that they did well. Because right now y'all are not liking this episode and I can't help but think that some of it is because, and I'm not faulting you guys for that, by the way, except for the fact that you're wrong. But Wait. Uh, <laughs> I think that some of it is because y'all, it's all of that is in the background and it's so hard to divorce it from that. If this, listen, if this was the, if this episode happened and it was the 14th doctor, it was a different face, it was different companions, we wouldn't be having as much of this conversation, I don't think. Because it wouldn't be, in the shadow of all of this other stuff mm-hmm. that we've been getting a little tired of. Does that make sense? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Hey guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. You know what to do, so go do it. Hey, uh, <laughs> for those of you that skipped over the ad, you're going to miss out. All right, classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared has to say today. Jared, you got anything to say? I don't know. Do you? Hello, Noobs in the Hoobian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for... Can you hear me? No, this is not a test of my microphone. I'm saying the name of the episode. All right, that was pretty bad. Even I admit that. Anyway, moving on. So referring to, we've got an eternal here in, uh, or an immortal here in this episode, and he refers to humans as ephemerals. And that harkens back to the, I don't know, race, not really race, the immortal characters in Classic Who called the Eternals. They also referred to humans as ephemerals, uh, and they were immortals, uh, so, or eternals. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about that, because Zelen mentions other Eternals that have appeared in the Hooniverse, specifically Classic Hooniverse. Uh, so the the Eternals, we talked about those, they were uh, from, I think, first seen in the serial Garden- Guardians. Uh, they were seen throughout the fourth and the fifth Doctor's time. So... They were kind of interesting Eternals. They weren't the first Eternals to be seen in the in the show. Um, they weren't the first Immortals to be seen in the show. But the Eternals, they were, I'd, I'd say, kind of like um, Roman or Greek gods in in that they're eternal, immortal beings that uh, their sole purpose has has come. You know, they're basically amoral, and their sole purpose is just to entertain themselves, and they use humans for that. And that's kind of what we saw in this episode. They're kind of hearkening back to to the Eternals there and and what they were doing. So Zelen also mentions the Celestial Toymaker. He was probably the first... uh, immortal that uh, that we we saw in in Doctor Who this is a uh, one that I haven't really seen because it's a lost episode it's the first doctor and uh, it's the serial titled creatively the celestial toymaker uh, but it's kind of a similar idea to the eternals the, the toymaker comes upon the doctor and his companions and forces them to play elaborate games and if they lose they're trapped for all eternity uh, as his play things uh you know so he's you know making toys 
he's the celestial toy maker. He's making toys throughout the the galaxy of people that have or creatures that have failed in his games, making toys for himself, uh, not making toys for little children. He's not helping to bring about Christmas time or anything like that. So. Uh, anyway, uh, I'd love to see the whole thing. Hopefully it'll be found or maybe animated or something like that uh, someday. But um, maybe it is already animated and I just haven't seen it yet. Um, but anyway, and then finally we have the Guardians of Time or sometimes just uh, shortened to Guardians or the Council of Guardians. Now these are kind of interesting. It's believed, although it's not in the TV canon, uh, but it's believed that the Celestial Toymaker is a Guardian. Uh, a, a guardian of time. Um, I think he's the crystal guardian. There's supposedly like six of them. They're elemental forces. Uh, I mean, they look like generally like human beings or they can look like human beings, but they're elemental forces. They're masters of reality. And they kind of go back to like the great ones, the the, uh, the mythos of being some of the first uh, conscious beings of the, the whole of the universe. Um, and... Um, so they they are they're able to manipulate reality and things of that nature and the serial uh, the the rebos operation uh, in in that one it's said that these guardians guardians of time are responsible for balancing the cosmos so they kind of have some purpose there out there um, and that's also they were kind of seen in fourth fifth doctor time um, so that's uh, those are the the immortals uh, that or eternals that are mentioned by Zelen, and uh, that's uh, really that that brings me to the end of the classic Who connections. There, those are the those are the main things uh, that they talked about. So I didn't love this one. I like the idea of bringing back the concept of eternals. I liked uh, it's it's kind of interesting to see these creatures that have no morality and are just like. Look, whatever I want to do to entertain myself, you know that's cool by me because I don't answer to anyone. Um, and so it's 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 an interesting concept for them to run up against and have to uh, try and solve. And, and and especially the fact that they r- ran into it with the with the doctor that or, or um, bringing back a classic who uh, idea and concept with that because obviously we've seen this kind of idea before. Uh, but I just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't strike well with me. I won't get too far into it. It just, it, it, the, the show just didn't land to me. So I'm giving it 6.5 out of 10 nightmares. I know that's creative and maybe I'm stealing from someone else. But hey, I get to go first when I'm recorded like this. So tough. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> the creep levels, uh, there were some creepy things. Uh, the the detaching digits fingers uh kind of creepy and just sticking in we're gonna go into the guy's ear i think it was but um and and you know just just the creepiness of uh your nightmares kind of playing out and coming true being or or at least seeming more and more real um you know but but nothing overly creepy so i'm just i'm giving it 75 creep levels for that so that's it. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. Oh, thank you to the TARDIS Wikia. That was a big help getting all, uh, re- refreshing my memory on all the, the uh, eternal information. And thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. Yeah, Jared pointing out the, uh, reminding us of the flying fingers, uh, nah. reminded me of something that really bothered me. Did it bother anybody else that when a flying finger came off and it was time to stick that finger into a sleeping person's ear that it didn't go pointy end first? Oh, yeah, that was so weird. Why did it go stubby end first? <laughs> like, no part of that made any stubby sense. Stubby end first.
I mean, it should yeah, have been like, like how are we going to transmit the data or whatever? It should have been like the, the creepiest wet willy. And instead, ah. it was like, let me put this stump. And, <laughs> that was weird. And then it like, yeah. turned colors as the dream was filling it in. Dad's only criticism of the episode. That's my only criticism. That it's is the, the only, only thing th- I have to say. And it brings it down from a 10 to an 8. No. Yeah. Uh, so Jared gave it 6.5 out of 10 nightmares and said, suck it, trip. I go first, okay. so I get to call it. Why did he say so, suck it, trip? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. He didn't say that. It was implied. It was. Uh, it was. Oh yeah, it was implied that I was yeah. going to put nightmares as it my was, thing. It was silent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. anyways. Uh, so Corbin, how about you go next and tell us what you're doing? Uh, wow. I don't know. I guess like a seven, seven out of ten <laughs> ch- <laughs> ganks because that's not it. Chagaska, Chagaska, Chagaska. It's right in you front of me. There's an R in there somewhere, isn't it? No. No. <laughs> what? I thought there was an N. I thought it was Chengaska. I thought there was an R in there. I don't think there's an R. I think the captions had it wrong during the episode. Oh, it is Chagaska. There's no way it wasn't Chengaska in the captions. On I the thought episode. it had an R. You thought it had an N. Chagaskaras then. Chagaskaras. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. I This was one where, again, I mean, I had no clue. No clue. Could not about. remember a single plot point about this episode. Not a single detail. As we started watching it, it didn't come back to me. I mean, just nothing. <laughs> nothing. You're like, oh, there's a weird monster dude. Don't remember him. Yeah. I feel like my memory of this season... Uh, Begins with Spyfall, is interrupted by Fugitive of the Jadoon, <laughs> and then skips on over to the finale. Like, wow. I don't remember what next week is about. I don't even know that I know name. it's got a weird, weirdish name uh, that I'm going to have fun pronouncing later, but I don't remember. Did not remember this episode. Couldn't remember anything about it. Huh. And oddly enough, um, somebody in one of my uh, groups on Facebook the other day mentioned that they had just watched this episode, and they called, they referred to it as The Fabulous can you hear me? Or something like that. And I was like, ooh, good. That means there's a good one coming. And then we watched nope. it and I was like, meh. Like, Not the fabulous. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think as far, again, as far as how they handled the mental health thing, great, lovely. As far as the actual episode, I feel like we've literally, was it this season? Was the Witchfinders this season? I think that was, that, last last season? Season. that was last season. That was last okay. season. Okay. Either way, just last season... We had the evil aliens in a box, uh, you know, trapped in a box thing. Um, and we just stuck them back inside, just like we stuck the Morax back inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, there was no, I guess that's why there was nothing for me to remember. There was nothing standing out yeah. about the content like, of the we've episode. we literally watched this episode before, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, nothing about the plot. The content, great. Um, but nothing about the plot. So I'm going to give it... Uh, six out of ten messaging devices. Messaging devices. It's a messaging device, obviously. That's very. Oh, that clears it that, all up. Yeah, right? that's very. Clears it all up for my 14th century brain. Okay, well, I think I'm gonna go the opposite of you and say if you take out the whole mental health thing, it. It was it, better. It was way better. <laughs> I okay. It I, would also have been a lot shorter. Just and, so and, well, I mean, it would have, but I do like the plot twist that the person that the doctor was trying to get out was actually like what the god wanted her to do i did like that i don't like that they just kind of threw them back in the prison by like 
scaring the eternal beings that yeah, can live outside they of literally matter like with them the thing that that they that, created that doesn't exist. Oh yeah, that doesn't exist. That if anybody there should understand that that thing doesn't exist, it's the it two of them. them. Yeah, and yet they screamed in terror and like what? Okay, that that's kind of weird. And, and and what's her name says you know. You 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 made me live with my fears. Now you can live with them for all of eternity. Like this is not my fear. Are they in what the do you box mean? with them? Huh? Wait, are they in the box with them? Yes. Like, oh, wait. Who? What? The Jagaska. Yeah, it went with them. That was yeah. That was the thing. It was like oh. it ended with them screaming while it was in their face growling, and I was like, so what? Now it growls for eternity while they scream Which, for eternity. Yeah. So did the doctor literally just like? Teleport them back in. Yeah, like, how'd she like? I don't understand. She pushed them back in they with went, their fears. Like <laughs> what? I don't exactly. get that part at all. That's why I said in the ad earlier, shove the thing back into the thing, and it'll shove work. The again. thing back into the thing. Yeah, it'll just work. Put the tree back in the stump, and it'll be fine. Yeah, right? it, it'll be fine. Why don't we just do that yeah, all? The just time. make them scared for inexplicably. Why are they? Anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did you give it a score? Um, seven point <clears throat> five finger thingies. Nah. Floating fingers. Floating fingers. It, uh, that that was not a very good animation when it like no, no especially when they grew back that was comically bad right? yeah uh, what was Jared's creep level sixty five seventy five no seventy five I, I just want to point out that Dad was so for the mental health stuff and you gave it the lowest rating. I just said. <laughs> Just, the episode was not good. The that, mental health part was done yeah, pretty well. I explained that in my rating. Yeah, I, like, I preloaded my rating to to preempt you saying that. Anyways, I just uh, what about the creep level, Corbin? Uh, I don't know, seventy five. Trip? I don't know, solid hundred. I guess it's just like creepy dudes standing over you while you sleep. Actually, sure, why not? Yeah, no, I'm gonna say hundred. Y'all are. I forgot about creepy dude in the y'all are room. bananas. Okay, there was horrible uh, demon dream monsters. Oh, okay. There was a uh, creepy dude standing over your bed. So don't With forget, fingers, kids, by the way. there literally is there a boogeyman. He was creepy. His name is a boogeyman. He was creepy, but ever since you said Adam's family, I can't stop <laughs> yeah, thinking about the fact yeah. that he's All of a sudden, you're, you're picturing him, him with a light bulb in his mouth lighting up. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, again, from the perspective of a small child watching this episode... Everything was creepy about it, and then it was infinitely more creepy because a mom on this television program told their child there's no such thing as the boogeyman, and, and then, then a literal boogeyman showed up. Hello. So I'm going to, you know what? Wrong. I am going to amend my rating and give it 275 okay. out, of, out of 500 creep levels. Oh I've got to go above, above midway there because I think this was one of the creepiest episodes in a while. Um, theories, do you guys have anything to add about the Timeless Child, the Fugitive Doctor? Uh, I think that little girl was the Timeless Child. I just don't know who that little girl is. Well, I think we were led to assume that that was the Timeless Child. Yeah. Okay. But I have a feeling that's not who that is. So you you think we're supposed to believe, so we're talking about the little girl in the Doctor's vision who's looking up at the towers. I think we're Corbin led says, to believe. Well, that's, that's the timeless that child. Trip saying that's what they want that's, you to think. Yeah, that's what they want us to think, but that's not. But it's not. Time. And you I'm care sticking. To I'm on sticking with what I have said, which it's one of the one of the doctors' past regenerations. I think that's not the last thing. From the doctor. 
The last thing that we have written down for you is it's something from the doctor and the master's past yeah, that's that they don't remember. That's not a theory. So, that's just what they said. <laughs> no, that like, what I meant was... My was theory like, is that it's exactly what they've said it is so No, far. what I meant was it was one of the doctors or the master's past regenerations that one of the, the doctors were hiding from. Or the master's? Yeah, or the master's like past regenerations that they were like hiding from them. Which is oh. why the doc, which is why the master was so mad when he figured out about it, because like so it could have been like one of his past generations or something. I don't know. Okay, uh, hidden by the time lord. Yes. Okay. Uh, Corbin, you say it's the that little girl. Do you care to go any further than that? No, he wants to keep it vague so he can get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's a person. I want to hope to be able to wow. say <laughs> that, that okay. little girl is not anyone that we know so far <laughs> it's river no <laughs> gosh i would lose my mind but my hope is that it's someone we don't know i'm not but really convinced that's what's gonna show, happen yeah so all right um who is the fugitive doctor nothing Nothing new there, right? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, she works for the Russians or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we care? I think we talked about this before, but it kind of dropped off. Do you guys care to speculate any about the fate of the companions for this for this season? I don't know. I feel like they're kind of leaning in the direction of like going out. I feel like. Because, like, they were talking about, oh, is this our life now? Maybe this is not what we wanted. So I feel like they're not going to, like, die or anything, but they might, like, leave. Just... Okay, you've got three companions. Are you saying all three of them are leaving? No, like, probably Ryan, I feel like. Because I feel like that would be the most impactful with, like, Ryan and the Graham, Ryan and Graham relationship. I feel like it would be impactful if, like, one of them left. And... I'm assuming from the way you're phrasing all this that you're saying Ryan's going out on his own terms. Like yeah, he's, he's, just, he's retired. He's going. He's going to go. Martha, out. Right? I need to be with my family or whatever. Right. Right. Okay. And um, and Graham and Yaz are sticking around. Yeah, are sticking around. I I feel like that's the only way to go, or just kick Yaz out because like she's not important anyways. <laughs> Corbin, what do you think? I I think they're all going to stay until next season, which. I was going to say it's cheap to say, like, because I've seen trailers, but I actually haven't. So I don't I don't actually really know if they are all in the next season. Oh, you haven't seen any of the trailers? No, I have I've been trying to keep it that way. So. Yeah. But I, st- I still think they're all there till next season. Because obviously seeing anything about next season would tell y'all <laughs> who's right. stuck around. Yeah. There's two more companions. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, guys. So that brings us down to the game plan. Um, as I mentioned last week, we have a Series 13 premiere date. Series 13 is one six-episode long story called Flux. Flux. The Flux is coming. And uh, it premieres Halloween night, October 31st, 2021. Um, As we mentioned last week, as it happens, if we had stuck with our schedule, we would have completed on October 31st. It would have been perfect. But we fell a week behind. It's been a difficult uh, few weeks uh, around the the old Reason household. And um, so we're sorry that we, we fell behind a week. We did miss a whole week of, of recording and everything. So we're not sure if we can pull it off, but we're going to try 
and double up over the next couple of weeks. The difficulty is next week we have The Haunting of Villa Diodati and then we have the two-part season finale and then we have the New Year special and that's it. And we got to get all that in um, in two weeks time essentially. And by the way, the plan there would be we would release uh, Revolution of the Daleks on Halloween night and then again depending on how the you know the bbc lords have decided to bless us peons here in america <laughs> we'll either watch the the first episode of flux that night or the next day and the following sunday we'll release an episode at least that's the uh, the basic plan unless we get really froggy and decided to record on tuesdays from now on oh <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> nope yeah, yeah. Don't hold your breath on that, guys. So, but sometime over the next couple of weeks, we're hoping to double up. It's going to be a little bit weird, and the only way that we can pull it off would be to release an extra episode like midweek. So keep your feeds refreshed and and keep looking at them because you might get a surprise episode in the middle of the week. So if you do, then you'll have to run off and watch that episode and get get caught up with us. So, but as we said, next time we're covering series twelve, episode eight, the haunting of Villa, or perhaps Via Diodati. Um, after uh, series 13, we're going to be doing the best of series. So make sure you go to noobsinthehoobian.com slash best of, and you can vote on your favorite, uh, holiday special, your favorite ninth doctor special, uh, excuse me, episode story, not episode story, your favorite 10th doctor story, 11th, 12th. And then later on, we'll release 13 after, after we've finished at least the first six episodes of flux. I don't know if flux is is going to spill over into the specials next year. Mm. I don't think so. I think Flux is supposed to wrap up at the end of this um, this very, 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 very short season. Mm. Six mm. episode seasons. So noobsinthehoobian.com slash best of to take the survey. Go help us out with that, guys. Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. And your production editor is that one. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to tardis.wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic who connections. Shoutouts as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us over at noobsinthehoobian.com where you can find links over to our social media, our email, a big old subscribe button, wherever you do subscribe. Make sure that you uh, leave a rating, throw some stars at our face. Share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And And we're the the noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. There might be bloopers. I don't know. I think there was. Maybe there was probably stuff. Probably one or two. Did you save any bloopers, brother? No. Okay, there's no bloopers. Go home. Why are you? Are you still here? Why are you still listening? Go home. The podcast's over. It's not stopping. (laughs) (laughs) Did that get on here? Did that get on here? It's not stopping.